This is the It's Time to Refresh podcast with Brad Refresh, the podcast about life, music, traveling, shit, literal shit that is, and weird and wacky stories with Brad and a range of guests from the planet Earth. Feel free to share the pod with your pals, your mom, your neighbor's dog, or even your shrink. It's all fun. You can follow our Facebook group called It's Time to Refresh Community or It's Time to Refresh on Instagram. Write into the pod, ask questions, and share your stories. Enjoy the pod. Hey kids, what time is it? It's time to refresh. You all right, how are we doing? I uh, just want to take two minutes of your time before we start this week's podcast uh, to tell you about our Patreon. Patreon is a tool that we're using to help the podcast grow, um, give you better content and, well, as I said, just let the podcast grow. So we've got three tiers. The first tier, there's only 20 of these spaces available and it's £1 for life and that's for It's Time to Refresh Originals. So if you've tuned in from day one uh, and you want to join the cause, you can sign up for £1. Um, just follow the link in the description. Uh, we've got the standard Patreon, which you get access to bonus episodes, uh, some exclusive content, Patreon specials, which we'll be recording, and uh, early access to all future episodes. So you'll be getting them on a Tuesday instead of a Friday, uh, which I think is fucking amazing for three quid. That's less than a coffee. And then we've got our Legend Status VIP Patreons, which is uh, £10. And that gets you tickets to all my gigs um, and it will get you free entry to any It's Time to Refresh associated um, events, gigs in the future. Um, So that's a little hint of what's coming up in the future. Um, If you do like the podcast, then please share it with your mates. We are trying to grow this little thing we've got going. We've got some amazing guests coming up in the future as well. um, And we want this to go bigger and better. So sign up at Patreon at patreon.com forward slash it's time to refresh thank you enjoy the episode uh back once again with episode 25 of the podcast uh on this episode we've got mc jonesy um wigan based mc you've sort of you came up our way a bit as well um you've sort of been around for a while um anyone who knows mc jonesy you'll have seen his stuff online there's bits and bobs on youtube isn't there um like proper recorded videos and obviously your mixes and that you've done you've promoted nights and that as well yeah um so how are you doing up mate all right yeah, good really good mate yourself good good um just fucking long drive down in it yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a long way that i've done it many a time yeah yeah i said it said before off camera doing it in the daytime is a million times better than three o'clock in morning after a set <laughs> absolutely just completely no lights on the m6 coming home it's horrible yep but um I just want to start this episode straight away. Obviously, you might have seen the little thing at the beginning of the episode. Um, unfortunately, it would have been this week. Thursday night. Uh, yeah, Thursday that we lost uh, Stu Allen, a uh, legendary DJ in, well, in dance music, really. Sort of done loads of old school, uh, hardcore, uh, e- everything, everything, yeah, hip-hop yeah. and that as well. Ab- absolute pioneer of the rave scene. Yeah, um, massive inspiration for the north of the UK, um it is sort of influence sort of reached even out my way in in the in the nineties. Um so it's kind of the scale he was on with like 
as I say, a legend gets thrown around too easily nowadays, and everyone's a legend. But like this guy was a true yeah. legend. Well, it's a testament to to everything of how much of a legend he was. That my news feed was full of everyone. Complete, nothing completely but, took yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. even um, even even people as big in the game as like Kyle Cox and I've seen that, all yeah, showing. Yeah. It's, it's just it shows you the level that the guy was on. Yeah, and the respect that he had from everybody. Uh, great DJ and even better human being. I just want to say that um, I wasn't great friends with him. But he befriended me because uh, of such a like a lovely guy he was and what a presence he had. Uh, I'll just tell a little story. I said I wasn't going to write anything online about it or all like that. I'll just get into it a little bit. Um, I met Stu Allen at Bowlers, uh, I would say nearly 10 years ago. And sort of... It was what it was. I, I like met him, and obviously I was proper fanboying because he's of how big he's in the in the game and that. And he was just he sort of grounded me there, and then he was like shaking my head and asking how, like how I was rather than how, like do you know what I mean? Just it's a nice thing like that. Yeah, it's just he it was such a gent. And then I played with him a few times at different events, but I remember going to Birmingham for a, a night called Universal Hardcore um, when I was playing some hardcore down that way. I didn't know really know anyone on the lineup, um, and when I got there, he recognised me like all them years later, and like come over pointing and giving me the thumbs up and that, and I went over, and he straight away like he doesn't, it wasn't like for the level he was on, he didn't need to know who I no, was, no, exactly, like that. Yeah. but the type of person he was, it was he, he was always just, made sure, yeah, that yeah, 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 was, like. Yeah. That, I think that's that, that's a testament to show of how good he was. And I went to Unity in the Sun in 2018. I've told a few stories about this on the podcast. And he, same again, he was there with his missus. And we went to this, like, um, party one night. And it was more like, a, like uh, there was, like, tables and that set out, more of a relaxed vibe. And he was playing, like, old school and that. And he was on the decks. And he put his headphones down and came over and asked how we were doing. And he even like moved us closer to, to the decks and that where he was sitting. And it was like, I don't know whether he took a liking to me or not. I don't know. Like, but he was such on, on a grounded yeah, level. Yeah, and I, I just thought that was amazing. Um, and obviously, you, have you booked him for a night? I don't yeah, know. We've, we've booked him for a few nights in uh, a night I'm involved with over in Liverpool. Um, and I performed with him a couple of weeks, well, about two months ago. Uh, I did a hardcore set with him in uh, in Liverpool, in an old warehouse in Liverpool. And like I say, as always, just really friendly, really nice. You could you could see that he, he wasn't hundred percent, but regardless, he still just treated yeah. everyone as he would. He was just greeting everybody, Class. smiling, getting pictures of everyone. Just a, just a top guy. Top Class. guy. So yeah, I just wanted to open the podcast with this today because obviously. It would be a miss if we didn't, because as you say, he's, he's he's affected every. I know, well, I don't know about MCs or like that, but he's affected every DJ in the northwest in some way. With without raves and DJ, like it, this gets so so um, missed, but MCs are there for the DJs. Yeah. So effectively, without the rave scene that he helped build, yeah. the DJs won't be there. Therefore, the MCs will not have the opportunities of which they do now i don't think on yeah. the, at least on the level that we that we have them on absolutely so, massive respect yeah them. just wanted to open up with that yeah um so um 
as I say, like it's just one of them sad things that, that happens in life. Um, so yeah, I just want to move on now and um, we'll get into your story, mate. Um, I've tra travelled down to see you. So where did it all begin for you? So I think it was, I was only, I was really young. I was like 11, 12 and I was listening to the likes of Eminem, um, DMX and just a lot of the Dr. Dre, that, that American yeah. scene. Um, and then someone, someone put, put, I can't remember exactly who it was. I've been asked this question a few times and I can never remember the person who it was, but it was someone local on this street, probably it was, and they just put a, put a tape on and it was a cricketer's tape. And I was just like, this is fucking sick. What's this? It just, what was it? Did did you know that it was a local thing or what? Like no, so I I knew the music was a local thing because I'd listened I'd listened to a lot of um, Italian and stuff like mm. that, but I'd never I'd never got right into the depths of it as such. And I heard it and I was like, this is because I'd listened to the music, but without the MCs, I'd listened to the likes of Nats before and stuff yeah. like that, but never this like whole time Stephen Jay. And yeah, that guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what's this? And it was just really good. And it was it was at a time I was probably about 12, 13 when I started doing that. Um, when I started listening to to the Crick tapes, then I got introduced to the Mormon Rose tapes and Blaze and Rhythm and um, the legends of that area, and I just thought, yeah, this. Is, and it just started off as me and my mates would would sat and we was having a drink, having a bong, and back in the day when it was we, we were just stoners and, and we'd just sit there, and a lot of the time we're just saying other people's lyrics and and then obviously one thing leads to another, and I ended up doing it as. As I do now, traveling around and, and and doing it, but it was, it was just that old school. Get your tape at the actual event. Yeah. Come away from the event, listen to it live recordings. That's what sort of made me want to be an MC and the um, whole Eminem vibe and yeah. stuff like that. I think every one of our generation, like I'm not even sure how old you are to be honest yeah, with you, mate. Well, 31, 32 in a couple uh, of months. So you're a little bit, a little bit older than me, but sort of, it's definitely, you've came from the same generation because, uh, like, I grew up the same, the exact same. Like, we'd go in my mate's garage and obviously it, it the, was, get the bong out. It was the, and, it was the best, yeah. best generation, I think, because we we, we lived in a, in a time where we've had no social media, where we've had social media, yeah. where we've lived, where you the, the, the artist was booked purely off skill and reputation. Yeah. And now where it's, social media influenced a lot and stuff like that so and obviously a time where you didn't have an online platform to show your music and stuff it was yeah. all mixtapes and um that kind of thing you went to a, a physical shop and bought a hard copy of that music and rather than yeah. saying clothes so yeah definitely um I, I, as i say i can remember doing everything you said there like i remember listening to like the Eminem Curtain Call album, and I'd be like, I'm like banging to this, like the lyrics. The album. There, yeah. That was literally the album, yeah. I was yeah. listening to it, and I just, I just used to listen to um, just on repeat all the time, just, just the full album over and over and over again, just learning the words and doing it. And the Twister as well, I used to listen to Twister quite a lot. Right. Um, and then obviously with the with the CDs, and I like, I, I had a few tapes. But as I said, my sort of age, the tape thing was was dying out. I've still got like a big tape collection because just through like yeah, collecting yeah, yeah, over time. Course. But um um and and like the CDs, it was always like for for, for my area, obviously the cricketer. But then we had like our local area, so there was like we had the park fusion, um, a lot of the different events up up our way. But then obviously that cricketer CD was massive 
like it, in our yeah, area, in, it reached in that, everywhere. In that scene, I think at that time when it when it was before the whole social media thing, mm. if something clicked on, like as a cricketer CD, it didn't matter where or when that was what got shared, so it'd get distributed to sort of uh, anywhere. Listen to that genre of music was that was the king daddy of the of the uh, CDs and stuff like that. The all nighter and. Um, Absolutely, but uh, I, there's just there's a few that obviously stick out where thing like whereas you were like the cricketer type thing, I was I was a cross between I like the cricketer stuff because say like Desire or someone like that would play um, more some hard house bits in there and he'd throw yeah. a bit of Italian and stuff in and then I was cross between that and like sort of PCDs obviously being the DJ yeah. and it's like there was a lot of big about, vo- more vo- about the DJ yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's it's definitely definitely on the same sort of generational sort of time of coming through, but um, so yeah, from from there, like, when did you become like Jonesy? Like, what where or when did you start writing lyrics? What was the so the thing? when when I was probably 13, 14, There used to be a night called Liquid Under Eighteens, your typical Under Eighteens night where it was. Um, six seven hundred people and it was just everyone drink inside or going in on the lambrini wearing like outrageous glow in the dark outfits and and that kind of that kind of thing and they had um mcs on at the time i can't remember the the name of the guy but when we used to go i thought fuck it he looks like he's having a well good time on that stage Mm -hmm. and doing that and it was a different side to it i've seen because i'd seen sort of me and my mates sat there going Mm. like that kind of just waffling shite sort of thing and i seen this guy holding a stage interacting with the crowds and it was sort of a mixture of that and then the the lyrics and i don't mean this disrespectfully because i think they're the best of all time but the basic lyrics yeah, what was yeah. on cricketers you know what i mean just just Absolutely. like the, the i'm leaving on a jet plane <laughs> the, the, the mixture of them them two things made me want to do it so i started writing lyrics when i was about 13 properly actually sitting down and taking time to do them um and then we'd just go we'd have the technic stack and we'd have the old um, the old cd i can't remember what mate it was but it was literally two cds either side right and there was a cam one which was a big stack one but it was another one and it was like a home dj thing it was a dirt right. cheap piece of shit but this is what we used to use and we just used to uh press record and play play it and then just have a, have a bash and then listen back to it and it started off as that and then um oh, what was the program called there was a program it worked fruity loops it was something way before well probably not way before i don't know how long fruity loops has been about but it was it was a program where you could record on it wasn't audacity either and we used to just uh mess around on there put a backing tune on it yeah and then have a go and do it and once i started doing that um and they got shared around the school and then all of a sudden it was the school i was at everyone was listening to my stuff at the school and then it's like expanded to wigan and everyone i'd be on a bus and i'd hear someone listening to my music at the back of the bus and i was like what what and cars driving past me and i thought this is bizarre and then it was uh it was then that I started sort of like getting involved in the club scene and I went to the under 18s and they did an MC competition. I entered the MC competition and I won it and then I become resident for the under 18s of Lush Clubbing. Right. Um, which was Liquid and Envies. So what year was this then? 
I'd say that was, I'd say I was about 14, so about 2004, something like that. Right. So about 2004. Um, and I started doing the under 18s there, and shortly after, I can't, my, my memory from the years of uh, mm -hmm. abusing my body of the teenage years isn't the best, but it was somewhere around the same time, uh, shortly after I started going to the Maxims under 18s, right. they was like the two main things that you had in Wigan. If you was in that genre of music, yeah. you had the liquid under 18s, which was sort of um, your cheesy pop and all that lot, and you even conger in the middle of the middle of the events and everything. But then they did a, a set which was just specifically bounce or what we what we now call bounce and yeah. what was sort of the same things they were playing at the pier and uh, cricketers and stuff. Um, and I was doing the under 18s there and then the under 18s at Maxim's as well. So I was sort of wigging at this at this stage. It was like primarily wigging that I was involved with. I hadn't, I hadn't been anywhere else or done anything else. Yeah. And I was just interested in, in them scenes. What was going on? Right. Uh, that, that's sort of, yeah, it's, it's sort of makes sense. As you say, you become like a local, non-local before you sort of go anywhere else. Yeah, isn't yeah. That's what it is. But... Uh, started at a young age where you can sort of make a name for yourself within school as well. Like yeah, that that, that helped. That, yeah, and I, I think because because I mean I wasn't the populist, but most popular kid in the school, but I was I was always a decent person. So yeah. I got I got on with I got on with like the less popular kids, and I was also mates with the the, the yeah. main people in school. So having that circle around me, yeah, I think that we we ended up it, the the music naturally distributed quicker than it would have done had I been part of sort of a clique or something so yeah it, it was it was it was mad because you, you go from never expect to listening to someone else to then walking past people listening to you it's it's just bizarre yeah Crazy. I know what you mean um but as I say like I I was starting to get into like the, the club DJ and stuff like that sort of back end of school and I would I used to sell a uh, chocolate and Lucas Aids and that in exactly, school. Exactly the same. And that's yeah, how yeah. I got on with sort of everyone. That, so yeah. like I used to go over to like uh, what you would call the moshes right? yeah, yeah. And, and I'd be selling to them and they'd be like I'd be like, Oh your music's fucking shit. You should listen to some of this that I, that I listen to obviously listen to sort of slip it in there and get, and, get uh, it and, and mention it and like but no one was interested. But by like as years gone by, that's sort of paid off a thing because a lot of them moshers now listen to bounce music. Yeah, and it's yeah. like just out of curiosity, completely off the subject of music. But when you say you were selling stuff in school, was that because it got took away from the school? Yeah. Because Jamie Oliver come in and ah, stopped, Jamie Oliver, stopped, yeah, yeah, yeah. stopped all the vending machines. And see, this is why this is one of the reasons that, that like um, I appreciate you as a person because you look at opportunity <laughs> and because because it's the same thing. That's what I was like. Everyone was furious because there was no chocolate. There were no fizzy drinks in school. And I was like, right, quick save, still a thing. Netto was still a thing. Yeah. I'm going there. I'm stocking up. I'm getting it all. And I had my backpack. And then, obviously, I moved into um, Sigs as well. You used to go on holiday uh -huh. with me, mum. Bring back these shit Sigs, just sleeves upon sleeves. And I ended up coming home on my dinner hour to get more Sigs, go back and sell them in school. Oh, we had our ways and means. Like, I, I simply done it because fucking I come from no money whatsoever. So... Like, it's not even a sob story or out like that, but, like, there'd be sometimes I wouldn't even get dinner money in the mornings. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I would... At that point, I thought, if I can't get money, I'm going to have to get my own money. Yeah, so, yeah. so it, it, as I said, I just started off doing that. Um, you had your ways and means when you were, you were selling, like, stuff. So, for instance... Uh, you, you have your chocolate bars at 50 pence, your fucking, your Luke said they're a quid. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, it'd be 50 pence a cigarette, but after 12 o'clock when no one else in school's got any cigarettes they left, go up. they go up the demands, quid. Yeah. The convenience, that's it. But if you come to me at 9 o'clock in the morning, I used to sell it yeah, free, uh, free for a quid. Exactly. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So like people like us. Well, now, now looking at taking it into our world that we live in now, yeah. ticket sales. <laughs> the first that go on sales, the cheap, get them yeah. out, get them out. <laughs> and then it. once you see the night state doing well, it's like, hold up a minute, right? get these prices up and uh, <laughs> get to the normal level but yeah it's, it's the same so as you said the when when i was younger so i lived i was actually born in, in the house which is two doors away right from, from here i was i was born there and then my mum moved into this house when um when i was about two and I, so i lived on this estate yeah i don't live here now we're just using we're using this for for a reason but we're, we're here for a reason <laughs> and, um yeah so i grew up on this estate yeah and the school was just down the road. My primary school was at the bottom of the streets now being knocked down. And the high school I went to up until year 10, I think, before I got kicked out of there and went to another one, yeah. was just at the end of the bottom of the road, turn right and at the bottom of that road. So this estate was all that I knew. And everyone who I knew, and I, I didn't venture off this estate. Oh, this so, was your world. Yeah, yeah, this, this was it. This is all, I didn't know that, certainly didn't know that Workington, Whitehaven and yeah, all that yeah, existed. Yeah, yeah. It was just... So if people was playing my stuff on this street, I was like, fucking hell, I'm King Ding. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, people are, people are playing, like, walking past the field and kids were playing and they go, yes, Jones, and I go, yeah. I don't, because I wasn't, I wasn't, when I was younger, I was such a loner, like, such a loner. When I, yeah. I'd walk around these streets and I'd just, like, collect little fucking spiders and newts and all that and stuff. And then, but I was a class clown. Yeah. So I was never, I was never like bad behaved in school. But as I went into high school, I become the class clown because I just wanted to be accepted. I just wanted to make people laugh and for people to accept me. So that's, yeah. but obviously that gets you into trouble because you disrupt, disrupt class. And yeah, so yeah, I got into trouble quite a lot. Uh, this sounds like an identical story to my mate, but like the thing was with me, like I get to the point I don't show up. I just like this is why I think I started a podcast. I started a podcast because I just like talking to people. So like you're in the classroom, you sit at the back, and like obviously you'd be selling stuff as well in the classroom. So like you'd be you'd be selling sweets and that, but like then people are actually trying to get on with the work, and I was just like, so what do you do? What are you doing this weekend? Or like just just create yeah, conversation. Yeah. It's just like, and that's how I I got kicked out of like lessons, and I never actually got kicked out of school. Um, I just got put in like uh isolation area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I I spent a long time there, but I was getting to the point I was selling chocolate bars to the the the. The, the, they're not teachers but like teaching assistants, teaching in, assistants iso and, in isolation and the people who was looking after the the, yeah. the, the, um, <laughs> the the bad behaved bunch that the yeah, so yeah. Yeah. so when when i when i was in school i was, I was just i was a bit of a tit, bit of an idiot and obviously with everything if you laugh you get a reaction the next time if you do something the same you don't sort of get a reaction so you have yeah. to up your stakes and it got to a point where i was just blatantly just yeah you know, it wasn't acceptable to have me in the classroom because it was so disruptive and again i wasn't i wasn't i was never a bully i was never a bell end i was always a good person but I just just different things of, of what what uh we do not just me. It was a, there was like a group of my fr my friends, Shane, Steve. Hmm. There's a few, and we we used to just just take the piss basically. Yeah, it, so, it sounds ones. similar. Yeah, uh, as I said, I I never got kicked out myself. It was more of the closest I got to kick kicked out was it was just a complete fuck up of a day. So like obviously the Jamie Oliver thing came in, um, so I'd try and sell all my stock before dinner time, sell it all, and then we'd after we'd go through like the english block and jump out the window and go to the chippy 
So like, do you know you get a decent with your, dinner? With your money that you'd do. Yeah, yeah. So we, there was a butcher's round our way that was a um, couple of hundred metre away from the school. So we'd, we'd leave school at dinner, even though we weren't supposed to, mm. go and get... Um, chicken wrap or chicken and uh, yeah, same same crap, yeah. It? yeah it's always the, it's always the case in it so you wanted ideally i know it's a bit looking deep into it but you wanted a better life than you'd been yeah, given yeah, yeah, yeah. so you found a way to do that and then your reward was going getting something that you you yeah, you couldn't yeah. just have easy access to so yeah, exactly. and it, again it, it drags into your adult life now because i think the fact that you're doing this podcast i've spoke to you about this before and you're trying to step away and move in a different direction and see an opportunity and stuff like that. It's it's something that, that I respect massively because if if everyone did that, the 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 not even just the scene, but the world would be a such a much better place if it was mm. achieved. There's a lot of people that think we, we spoke of of, of Cameron you said you, you said you were saying you don't want to be the best and you uh, you know you know your limits as such. And I said that I don't think there is a limit. I think that if 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 people have the belief in themselves and the time and um put the put the effort in then anything's achievable and I, I genuinely believe that yeah i appreciate that i i do uh, it's a nice one for that but as i say like i just i'm here for fun like yeah, like yeah, i said this, to you, this is you've got to have that combination because you, you, yeah. you said once it becomes sort of work orientated yeah. then you, it, it is easier to lose to lose track of it like um I'll talk about it more later, I imagine. But with the MC inside of things now, it's become more like work to me. Yeah. Which is which you is lose why, you lose sight of why you actually got into why, it. Why you do it? And um, I absolutely. only actually enjoy the larger events now, the bigger bigger stages, bigger crowds, stuff like that, or something a bit different. Mm. So if I go up to the likes of uh, up your neck of the woods, it's something that I don't do every week. So it's it's enjoyable when I do it. Yeah. And a lot of the time, I've said I've said this. Um, multiple times i would happily rather travel to workington whitehaven newcastle and do a set for for cheaper yeah. than i would in my hometown of wigan and the reason being is i enjoy it more yeah and it's, it's not something that i do for a financial gain absolutely a financial gain i do it because i enjoy it and the fact that if i'm not enjoying it which i started not doing um a couple of years ago I was like, what can I... So I started DJing. I DJed when I was younger. I actually DJed before I MC'd. Mm. But I thought to myself, I'm going to start DJing. So I was going to Pirate Studio with like Yanis and mm. um, a few other, few other DJs in the scene. And getting better at DJing. And then I put some events on as well. And it was, it was a case then of... I wasn't getting bored because I was doing oh, multiple things. So it, it stopped me from getting bored because I get bored very easily. Yeah, so, uh, I think uh, like like you say, if it ever becomes a job, like if this, if I ever feel like this podcast is a job, it won't happen anymore. It'll just stop, like because I I don't think that I've got like um, any sort of like disorder or like that. But if I'm not being an, I'm I'm like <laughs> I'm dead blunt. Like a lot of people who don't know me, sort of other than this podcast, and they've only watched this podcast, they won't see it. But if I, if I'm not interested in talking, like this sounds fucking awful saying it out loud, but like so, if I if I don't if I've if somebody sort of like disrespects or has like and I've got no interest in talking to someone for whatever reason, whether they're a fucking dick or whatever, I just cut it off and then that's it. End of conversation. It's like it's like with this, like I'm, I don't talk to family. This like family I don't talk to. I've just cut them off there and then just because 
that because like you, yeah, yeah. yeah just what the way I am so I went through as I, I touched on it earlier saying about that I wanted people to accept me I wanted people to like me hence mm-hmm. why I was a class clown and that carried on literally until my late 20s and I, I, I was so scared of people not liking me and not not want, wanting to accept and and um like not rejection as such but I, I just wanted people to like me yeah. and I was spending that much time trying to make other people happy that I was making myself unhappy. Oh, and no, I was no. like, it sort of clicked and he was, he, Duffy, MDMC, said to me, when you hit 30, you, your complete, like, mindset will change. On everything, and, and I'm going, fuck off, Duffy, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you, you, you're, 30, you're older than 30, it's easy to say that years in it, and true, honestly, hats off to him. <laughs> I hit 30 and I literally just went, fuck this, I'm doing exactly what I want to do, when I want to do it, and... If yeah. I piss people off, if whatever, I'll still, I'll still be, I'll still be, a, I'll still be um, a gentleman. I'll still be kind and considerate and X, Y, Z. But I'm not bending over backwards for people that don't bend over backwards for me. I'm not showing yeah. respect to people that don't show respect to me. Exactly. So I literally just, just said, if I want to do it, I'm gonna do it. And if I don't want to do it, I won't do it. Like a, a shit example of it. If someone was saying, "Oh, do you want to come and do such a thing?" Even though I didn't want to do it, I'd go and do it. Because because, because I want I didn't want to let them people down. Yeah. Where now I'm like, nah, mate, can't be asked. And 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 I didn't even don't even need a reason. I'm just like, no. Same with bookings. Like, I'm not feeling it as much as I used to anymore. So people message me and they'll say, hey, can you do this event? And I'll just say, no, sorry, mate, I'm not interested. And do they'll they'll try and offer more money or they'll they'll try and if it's a if it's a date issue in regards to that they'll try and swap the dates and i'm just like oh, look mate i appreciate it but yeah it, I, it's not and i for me now it, i've got to a stage where um if i'm gonna if i'm gonna be taking bookings I, yeah it's something that i want to do something that i want to be a part of i like it and it doesn't necessarily mean it, it, it could be it could be a, a smaller event but i like what they do the idea of it do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. so a good example of it's Fat Goose when Fat Goose come on the scene and it wasn't massive like BTID yeah. Sopranos XYZ but they, but I, I loved the, what they what they had I, what they stood for so, sort of so thing. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I was yeah. there I was, I was down and, and I got involved with them lads so yeah big up the Fat Goose boys uh, see, they, they have a good thing going for themselves absolutely uh, you can you can see that it's it's driven by like a good ethos and that as well. When it, it's like it's driven because they enjoy it. Yeah, that, yeah. That is that is the main thing. So the the it's not money driven. It's not ego driven. It's because they enjoy it and they just link up with the mates and they do it and that's that. And yeah, every time I've been with them, it's been a good jam. Class. Good. Right, we sort of got off subject there, but <laughs> like uh, we'll say, I just want to we'll, we'll sort of go back a bit. Um, who was the first person you met in the scene? Like, where? Because everyone's got their foot in the door, sort of thing. Where? So obviously, you were you were getting your you know right. You're in your local area. Uh, at what point was like your sort of your your footstep into the scene? Did you go to a rave or what was it? I, f- I think just purely being at the under 18s at Lush. Um, so at the time, it was it was a few years on. I was still doing the under 18s. Um, when the Blackout crew blew up, the mm. Blackout crew used to come and um, perform at the same events that I was performing at as right. a, as um, like an hour slot. The Blackout yeah. crew, so I got to know I got to know Jordan, Dewey, Viper. It's most mostly um, Jordan and 
die way back in the day I used to, I used to, I just spoke to um but I, I wouldn't say that at the time that was what got me into got me into the scene like a like say mm. your foot in the door I think that I just associated with them very not like matey matey you know what I mean it was like I yeah, yeah and that was that yeah. but watching what them lads did and what they achieved that gave me the push again to do it but yeah. I think it was Maxims with the under 18s um with Finchy Finchy was sort of well, he, he just rocketed up and he, yeah. he um, so his dad used to live on the next street from here and his mum lives sort of up the road there. Um, we, he, he's been here a few times and I, I used to, he used to have a garage and I went there and it was sort of that networking, linking up and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I seen him at the under 18s and I, th I think that's just sort of how it did. It went into that. It went into um, mic blagging as such. That's how, that's how, that's, if anyone says that they didn't do that at the start of their career at some yeah. point, then that that's they did. And I, I went to the under-18s a couple of times as a punter and then people would say like, oh, yeah, Jones is good, get him on. Oh, yeah, yeah, and there was... Um, I started doing the under-18s and then I did the over-18s and uh, the cricketers over-18s. And I sort of just... But the, the weird thing is, as... So when when YouTube come about, there was a one of these we were speaking about earlier where we where you just record a track and do it. Me and a guy called Levi from Wigan, we did a track over cruising, right. and someone edited it and put the MC Smalley, MC Smalley. That's I've name. heard of that. Yeah. Go, Fuck off, and then it went into me and Levi doing yeah. it, and it ended up blowing up and getting millions of views. Probably well, hundred percent, not because of my, me and Levi. It was because Smalley was so big mm. at the time. So that sort of pushed as well. That's that that helped me massively, and I just sort of got into events. But then, as I started being booked and um, going doing different events on on sort of a, the same level that I am now, yeah, I quit. <laughs> so then I just disappeared off the off the face of the earth for the first six years. Well, this is this is my perception of how I seen it. Like I obviously, if I'm wrong, correct me. Yeah. Uh, I I heard that that thing back in the Bluetooth days that that MC Smalley mashup thing yeah, yeah. and like I've so so all oh, this is Jonesy right okay and then I heard nothing and then I literally years later I, I, I that you came back so, and so that'll that'll be it as I started getting the bookings in 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 uh, the cricketer and uh, even like Bolton Bury Manchester Liverpool who was the first promoter to book you. It Wigan. was Lush Clubbing in Wigan, which was Liquid yeah. and Envy, but it was under 18s. So what was the event? What was that called? It, it, was, it was just literally Liquid under 18s. It didn't even right, okay. have, a, have a brand as such. I think the first the first brand to book me was Maxims. I can't remember the exact night, um, but it was about 2005, 2006. And I was on there at an over 18s event. Um, but then I went to... Um, so I used to do just Maxims cricketers and little bits but as i say as i got into it i literally just yeah because I, I ended up really bad on on drugs and um i ended up having massive panic attacks and everything and, and my body just went jonesy you fucking can't do this <laughs> and obviously i don't remember much of my teenage years because i was always off my fucking crust yeah so when when my body eventually went i just the 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 link between the rave scene and the drugs i had so i just cut it off yeah completely and i just stopped so i stopped even even with my close mates some of my closest mates on this planet mm. i just distanced myself from because i couldn't be around drugs because i'm one of these people i'm either all in 
yeah. or I'm not. So I just detached myself and I sort of like fell off the fell off the radar. I still I still stayed in touch with um, people like Easy mm-hmm. um, and Vinny T. He's he's a guy who I've known for years as well. Uh, I stayed in touch with a few of of the of the of the people on the scene, but I di- I distanced myself from it and just lived a a, a normal life. I suppose yeah, it's not normal, yeah, yeah. but I, a, a life that didn't involve music. Right, right. So, what year was it you came back? Um... It was roughly, and I'm going roughly. I'd say seven years ago now, six, seven years ago. Um, I was picking. I picked Easy up. Um, and we was I don't know what we was doing we was going somewhere we ended up recording the video in the car we just propped it up similar to your cameras in the car mm. and we did a video put it out and at that time Easy was sort of like he, he wasn't at the level he's at he now like, but he was yeah, certainly yeah, yeah. on his way to getting there so the people he was like scratching at that door for so yeah, long oh, like, it, yeah. it, it, it's, it, it's crazy because as I said I, I know Easy from um, a youth club yeah. I got asked to go down to this youth club round in the local area that he lives. I, I'm going to say I was about 15, 16, something like that. Um, and I got asked to go down and like a special performance type thing, you know, like go yeah. in and just do just do something. And I heard this and it was this, just uh, it just started going on uh, back with a vengeance. And I thought, who the fuck's that? I thought, he's sick. And I, I had no idea who he was. And then I got introduced to him and then obviously crazy from hearing that to now years later mm. ultimately the fucking is self self-titled king of the jungle and he is he's fucking mm. smashing it well uh he's coming on here at some point but obviously you know his wild lifestyle yeah it's yeah, hard yeah. to lock down a I day tried him, i tried to get him to come on today so yeah. he, he's, he's obviously in a, he's come back from a beef for last night and i i just like i love his crazy lifestyle but at the same mm. the same time I like. I don't want to get too personal with him, with it, and with that. Mm. But obviously, it's not good for people. I, 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 I'm not one of these. If I do something, you do it. But I've been there. I come out of it now. I'm fucking completely mm. sober and just. I don't touch drugs. I very, very rarely have a drink. So it, it's just. He's he's been making a conscious effort to do less of it. Let's say that. But when he went to Ibiza, obviously, you, it's everyone fun. You're seen older, it. You? Yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. everyone's seen it. So my idea was if I could get him on this with me today here. Absolutely rough as fuck after a week. <laughs> you're just sat there going on, and there'd be the stories and that. But yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's in Norfolk State. As so. I say, I try to get him on on the podcast, and it's just trying to get the date right um, because he's a busy guy. Yeah, he's Very busy. busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, um, did you see? Because obviously. Uh, he's he's my personally my he's my favorite MC. He is. Um, yeah, he's, he's mine but as well. did you see that that in him when you first seen him? Hundred percent. Because you can tell when someone's got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So like like I say, I just was like, who the fuck is this guy? Because mm-hmm. there's certain people. The first time I heard him, the first time I heard Tasker, I was like, wow, this guy. The first time I heard Colsey, because I used to listen to Colsey years ago before, way before he's he sort of come about this time mm. on the scene, because he did a similar thing. He was on the scene and then he disappeared and then he come back. And I used to listen to Colsey years and years ago. Um, at the same, so him and him and Easy used to do um, a pod, not like a podcast, like a it's like a youth club type vibe. Mm. And they used to do Menace of the Mike CDs. Oh, I've heard them. Yeah, yeah. On YouTube, so, so a lot of people don't realize that um, Colsey. Cause he was he was literally a kid 
on the video mm. so they don't realize that it's the same person but actually yeah so when i when i first heard easy i just i just knew i was like this kid is yeah. gonna be and then as he as time went on and um through all the endeavors that he's had in life and stuff like that mm. he was he's always been focused on the music and then he'd fell off and then he'd be focused and fall off and when dorsa donk blew up massively um he, he he just he wasn't still getting the credit that he deserved and be, and I, I just think it's because of personalities the personality of him was sort of sheltered and stuff like i know it's hard to believe now mm -hmm. with him being such like a vibrant low character but once once he started stepping up and then he started getting bookings and then he went the other way and he was like i am the fucking best i am this and it was like yeah i know you are easy but fucking chill out mm -hmm. a minute mate do you know what i mean but it was that mentality that he needed he needed that mentality to believe in himself and get himself to where he is now mm -hmm. and it's worked out for him so to, to where he is he is the the ultimate MC, yeah. he just he just just smashes it, doesn't he? Really, in all honesty. Absolutely. So you did that video with him. So this, I'm I'm, I'm just guessing, is it 2015? You say six, seven. I'd ago. say it was about that time, yeah. Right. And I wasn't planning on sort of making a come. I'd spoken to um to Easy about it and a few other people. I was like, oh, I've been thinking about putting a mix out, doing this, doing that. But mm. I did I did that with him, uh, and then there was Mark Patch was putting little events on in pure in in warrington mm. and he was booking me for some and i didn't know anybody on the scene nobody apart from the people who i knew from years and years ago i knew nobody because it was a completely yeah. new scene and i went to a an event that i was booked at in warrington one of the first events i did back and um serious science come up to me and say, oh, i've seen this this video that you've done with easy mate it's fucking sick and blah blah and then um mc junior come up to me and he mm. said the same thing and then cheese come up to me and i was like fucking hell who are these people like it's mm. it's it, they're all, all giving me credit and that and i thought i well must be good so it made me want to push more and the next the next thing i knew i was doing a promo i've been booked for sopranos for the eighth birthday mm. so what year what what birthday are they on now so the eighth, eighth birthday i'm gonna say was 2013 this year yeah. isn't it right so say 2006 2016 2017 yeah so roughly. it's going to be around roughly around that area it was the yeah. sopranos eighth birthday and yanis I, I knew from cricketers from years and years ago and from a couple of other things mm. so i linked up with yanis and did a did a promo of, um mix with yanis for the eighth birthday this is where i think i first heard of you then coming back coming, then. well that would have been yeah. sort of the first big um well because obviously it would have been on the sopranos bounce page so it would have yeah. been acquirable but other than that i admit i may be done one or two little things but nothing that was the first yeah. thing that was put put out out properly so yeah that's when i sort of come back and i did the sopranos eighth birthday and the the one of the gigs one of the ones that like made me want i'm ready to do this again was um the ultimate reunion at Guildhall preston right and i got asked to do it and i was like so not in two minds but just like fucking am i ready for that big yeah because i'd been doing 50 people in a nightclub round here and stuff like that other than pure which is in my back garden as such so yeah. it's, it, it's comf comfort comfortable because i struggle with anxiety a lot as well so when i was when i got asked to do it i was like Oof. and I, I went and did it and um pmb said fucking hell come join get on my set go on my set so i went upstairs into the main hall mm. fucking thousands people whatever it was and i jumped on and 
the crowd interaction, I was like, I want to do this again. This yeah. is, they, they, that's when I was like, I want to do it because I was never, I didn't get to to that level of, of that big stage, even back when yeah. I did it. I was doing Maxime's cricketers and stuff that people um, listened to that got into. I was doing, I was living my dream because I was doing the, the things that I, I listened to. I listened to the Maxime CDs, the Crick CDs, but that big stage production with lasers and, Oh, oh, I'd never done that. So yeah. that, that made, I thought, oh, fucking hell, I really enjoyed that. So that's why I got back into it. So I've it was around then, I think. Got a thing for you. Obviously, we were talking about growing up and that before. I just want to ask, because see, see playing on gigs like that, it's like, it's addictive, eh? Like, it's it's yeah, massively you, you, addictive. Yeah, yeah, it's addictive. Like, I don't think people realise it as well. Like, uh, like I've had, I've had a fair few good gigs and stuff like that. <clears throat> I've had fucking thousands of shit ones. But, that when you get them big ones, it's like you think, ah, well, that, 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 this is worth trailing around doing all the shit. Yeah, ones that's worth, what but, makes yeah, it worth I mean? it. For, for years, <clears throat> for years, it, it gets brushed over a lot of the time. But a lot of the people, it doesn't stand for everyone, but a lot of people on the scene did it for fucking nothing for years, to just pushing and pushing. It wasn't they just like I think they, it's it doesn't ruin it because it, obviously it's good to sort of fast track people now mm-hmm. but people come into the scene get a bit of popularity and just want paying big money yeah. and it's like yeah hell, we didn't have that luxury back in the day we yeah. was we, we were just like trying to i don't i don't know exactly because i, I weren't i weren't monitoring it but i did a, a long time where i weren't earning a penny or i was earning less than what i was spending on the night yeah even just i'd have five drinks and that was my wage gone do you know what I mean? I was literally getting a bit of money. So now I think I think that um, when it's on these big stage levels, it's just a completely different atmosphere. As Absolutely, such. yeah. Like I, I remember like traveling or like I remember. Do you know when you're young and eager? And it like for me, I I used to just like I'll try this competition because like for a long time I was I was restricted to Cumbria, um, which to be fair, in the grand scheme of things, I'm glad it, I didn't go further afield earlier because probably wasn't ready for it or out like that like i was playing to the crowd i knew so i knew what they wanted to hear yeah whereas now i i'm i don't want to say it like i'm not because i'm not by far not the best dj in the world but i'd call myself a bit of like um what's the word like a journeyman dj yeah like if, if, if you put me in a in a rave you could put me in like a fucking medicine style rave yeah I'll, 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 I'll adapt to that yeah. like thing back then i was uh, i'll just play what i like just and that's specific, it, that yeah, was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and it comes it comes with time it comes with experience yeah. it comes with sort of the fucking trenches mm. it comes with that kind of thing so you travel around and you see things and you adapt because yeah. like i said years ago i was solely just lyrics and that was it i could have never stood on stage and hosted yeah just, exactly it, i didn't even knew it existed like i say i've I watched a few people do it in in a, in the under 18s liquid and stuff but i never thought that something i do because i'm not that person i'm the person that that writes lyrics yeah. and, and does that it's weird how much you, you have to like it, like i understand this now but in retrospect it's like you don't realize even if you play for the same brand sometimes if it's in a different town you'd adapt to it for instance i'm up in Carlisle tonight playing for Sanctuary. I wouldn't play a lot of the tunes that I would in Carlisle in Wigan because it just doesn't translate the no, same. No, no. Yes. Um, it, when you go to 
so obviously I've, I venture up to Workington quite mm-hmm. a bit. When I go up to Workington, it's a it's a completely different scene. It is, yeah, 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 yeah it's completely it is. different. And they, they like it harder, they like it faster than yeah. than what they do down. It, even though medicine and stuff was like pop up up here. Obviously, because McKenna's big up mm. in Workington, up in Whitehaven and stuff like that, it's sort of that bit bit faster and a bit... And up up there, it's massively about the MCs, I feel. Like, you go Depends up... Depends where you go again. That's, it's, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you have to be adaptable. so you have to adapt, yeah, yeah. I would play go. different sets in Workington than I would in Whitehaven, because in Whitehaven, it is very vocal-driven music. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's more, I'd call it clublandy, and then... Oh. You go up to to Workington and they want to hear Go DJ by Alex K. Just yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. fucking... Just pounding. Yeah, yeah. yeah big and dinky riffs to someone MC but, but the good thing is what makes the best. So the, the for me, in my opinion, the likes of John Neal, Joe Taylor, Yanis, yeah. them three for me are, are like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Massive. And the reason that I respect them so much and that is because they, they, they can read the crowd. They 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 be mid set and something just won't be working quite quite yeah. as they want it to and everything they've done they'll scrap and whack they'll go into something else and, and then and they can they can pick it up and it's something that I, that because I'm an observant person I've watched many a times um, and just watching them just tech controlled back yeah. especially if the DJ that been on before him had played really hard and the dance floor are quiet and dying yeah. and, and then watching them just get that crowd back it's it, again it's all adapting and and knowledge of, of because you're well traveled and well experienced it's it's just, it's just it really is. fascinating to watch it is absolutely definitely uh same goes for for mcs as as well like the, there is some times where you might be say you're in that where was it guild hall you're in the guild hall event you wouldn't be going absolutely going for it like you would in say like a medicine or something like something that. Like do you know that, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But whereas if you go to medicine, you and, and you're not doing the way they do it, you'd be fucking yeah, yeah, kicked out of the circle. All, do you know what I mean? It's just one of them, isn't it? And for, and for me, I thoroughly enjoy both if it's the right. So the closest thing you're gonna get to medicine these this day and age is antidote. Yeah. And I've been part of antidote for quite a few years now, and we're all mates, and we're all we all bounce off each other we've known each other for years so we, we did an antidote not so long ago in warrington the last set power we were on the dance floor stood in a circle back to I've back, seen back. Videos like you know, that, yeah. and it, it's it's anywhere else i wouldn't be a fan of that time and place if that it? happened in pure and we all went on the dance floor and blah 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 that's not it that's it's not, not, it's not organic at all no it's it? not yeah. no we're on on the um in, in <clears> antidote environment it's totally acceptable and the crowd are there and they buzz it because that's what they're expecting that's what antidote is Absolutely. even going back to the videos of um the viper in the studio yeah. when everyone's there joey joey's on the decks and everyone's there and it's it's that vibe where big stage productions like pure for me is, is a big stage production it's you know what i mean it's a, it's a club that's 600 capacity 900 capacity they open up the the top bit and stuff you can't go doing that kind of thing. Yeah. The, actually, saying that the Antidote Club was was around the same capacity, but I suppose no, it's, it's the layout feel, and everything. Yeah, 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 everything. yeah, 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 yeah. The layout. So yeah, I think I think it takes a long time for for a lot of DJs to do it. I think I learned early on to you need to be adaptable. Is I I got a, a residency um, playing sort of just club music like you, you, commercials type stuff. And from there, that I quickly learned that like, right, okay, you can't just do what you want to do. You've got to play to play to your, to your, to your crowd. And then I think if every DJ 
who came through, if you, regardless if you if you don't like commercial music or not, try it because it makes you a better fucking DJ in what you want to pursue. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's been a lot of talks recently, and you'll you'll have seen it as well in regards to like switching the bouncing up. And I know we've spoke about it briefly with switch with switching the scene up. And this is one of the things that we could do. We could introduce a different genre or slightly different style of, or even get other artists from different scenes mm. in this scene playing our music and vice versa. And it's something that I've got my eye on. I'm, I'm trying to trying to do something with at the moment with that as well. But like you say, adaptability, changing, being fresh at the moment. Like, you, you, I, see, I look on Facebook and Instagram, things like mm. that what's popping and what's what's going off and you can see this general direction that things are going in absolutely so it is it's knowledge of what the because this is something that's really really missed in the scene i believe is the mentality of the artists of the djs of the mcs of the promoters is a complete different mentality to that of the ravers and if you're playing for other artists respect mm. and other DJs, double DJs or MCs respect rather than the crowds, then you're not going to, you're not, you know, not channeling into that. Yeah, 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 yeah. you're not doing your job fully. So I, I think that um, I really like when, so when, when like Kenty will put on um, Who Do You Want to See at the event? Yeah, brilliant, because that's what it needs. It needs, if the ravers are choo choosing who, yeah. who they want to see on the event, surely that's got to be better than who the promoter wants on the event. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. That way we get mixed up lineups and the stuff the like that. the thing is with with it, like I I hundred percent agree. By the way, but um, what what I think is a problem uh, within the scene that that there you, you do see DJs and to an extent MCs say they'll they'll bring in a tune that they're looking to the left to see if the other DJs are like approving, approving of it rather than yeah, the rather reaction. than look look in front of you. And if and if it's going off in front of you, uh, you know for a fact the guys on your left they'll be like fucking hell, he's, you know you don't yeah, need yeah, to look over there. That. Yeah, yeah. You just if you can if they know that you're you've got control of that dance floor, then you're doing your job. Because some something I've always said, it is and from being I've dabbling in promotion and putting a few nights on mm. myself and stuff like that. It it it's it's sad, but a lot of people if pure's on and this sounds awful but it's so true if pure's on people are going to pure because pure is on are you going pure saturday night mm. they couldn't even tell you what fucking event it is or who's on the lineup or whatever yeah. it's because pure's on that's, it's like pure isn't it that's yeah yeah Pia, and that, that's it there is a small a small group and these are the people that are sort of ravers but they party with the mcs and yeah. djs that go to the events and travel around with them yeah. but the vast majority of the people in there You've got your hardcores and then yeah, you've yeah. got like the, your, your the, general listeners. The vast majority of a, of a crowd, especially when it comes to um, Pure and places wigging big venues, they're there because that's on. They don't even know who half the artists are in the yeah. nicest way possible. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. They, they, they probably do when they get there and see them, but they didn't know they was on prior to going. They're going because Pure's on. So mixing it up and changing things up and doing that is is something that I think needs to be yeah i think i think what what one way like the promoters um really sort of capitalize on it is they've got that that core hardcore who knows everyone on the lineup and they're they're putting these lineups on to appease them and then 
it's it's them the ravers who's creating the hype rather than the the promoters and they're like oh my god like going to somebody who doesn't know nothing about you need to get this is going to be banging and it's like they don't know why it's going to be banging like the 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 general listener but because their mate who's involved with the scene knows knows it's going to be banging it's word of mouth it spreads yeah Yeah. Um, but it's I suppose it's it swings and roundabouts because I've been to places I did um, is it the Civic Hall in Whitehaven I did there and Whitby was on and there was people that come from Warrington, Preston, I've come to see Whitby. So I suppose booking, especially with someone on, on the level that, that, that Andy is, is you're going to have, that you can book him and you know that you're going to get what you pay for him back. Do you know what I mean? Because people are going to come Ready. for him, specifically for him. So it does work in that way. And it's the same with like Easy and John Neal, Joe yeah. Taylor. People go for the artist and go there. But then also you, what you've got to take into consideration is that... It's you've got to mix. You've got you've got to you've got to um, compromise and have fifty percent of that and fifty percent of what yeah. what the ravers wants. And that way, you 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 do. You're never going to please everyone, but in that and that's my opinion. That's a very yeah. bold statement to make as well. But that is what I feel it, it needs. It needs that mix up. Absolutely. So we've gone off on another tangent yeah. here, but uh, it's just one of them things, mate. It, it happens. That was talking about uh, Preston Guildhall. Yeah, yeah, that's it. it goes on. So it? We'll, we'll we'll sort of move on from the Guildhall. Um, so what what was next for you? You'd have to do with that. Which, like I said, it's a, it's an addiction. It, it's it once you've had a taste of a big stage, it's like uh, yeah, it, it 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 makes you want more and more of it, and uh, we started doing under 18s events at Pure, and obviously that's where that's where I come through and 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 where I, where I um learnt my craft as such yeah. in the under 18s that environment. So going back to it and seeing this new generation coming in and enjoying it, it was just pure again rammed because it, because it was pure under 18s it just gave me that same feeling. I was like, wow. And also the added bonus of, it took me back to my roots of where I started as an, as a, in the, as an under, under 18s performer. Yeah. And we started doing that and then Easy got me on uh, a back again, the first back again volume he did with um, Wayne, Wayne or him, Downsy was on it. Oh um, yeah, yeah, I've heard yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that was sort of the next step that I got. And then we got bookings. I actually got booked up in Workington off the back of that, me, Wayne and, and Easy. And we mm. went up to, um, to what's it called? Underneath Soup. Bats. Bats. Yeah. So we, 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 um, we went up there and that was my first sort of um, big booking outside of Wigan. So I went up there and obviously Workington's Workington. You get there, everyone's fucking insane going to it. And I said a lyric that was on the back again volume mm. uh, that I'd done and the fucking full crowd sang it back and I was like what yeah I was like how the f- I, I don't I'm not even comfortable saying that lyric properly yet Like I've not learned it how the fuck do you lot know it and, and it's again, just one of them isn't it it's yeah like what like I say this every podcast now it's getting to the point where it's getting ridiculous <laughs> but nobody nobody is more up for it than Cumbrians not- and I think it's because we're deprived because you, isolated. You're you isol- could you could go to to Wigan right and tonight Finch's, and there'll be Finch's events. On. Oh, Finch, yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. Finch's, Finch's events, events on. on last weekend. Last weekend there wasn't an event on in Wigan, yeah. so I put one on. Right. Three days notice. Oh just, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Was that because the 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 Queen's? The rave. Queen's yeah, God yeah, save yeah. God save our rave thing. Yeah, yeah. I, it was just an off the cuff thing. I thought, fuck it, you know what? Put it on. There was there was an event on what. um 
I think Scott and Avi had events on in Bolton. Yeah. So there was that, but there was nothing in Wigan. Right. And I, I had um, Voids, which was obviously big back in the day for little sort of... Brands and that. Brands, yeah. 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 And off-the-cuff nights as such. Mm. So I was like, fuck it, I'm doing it. And I... I, I put it on and it went it went all right for this for three days yeah it was fucking as i say though but it, 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 like there's always events in, yeah in, in wigan you could go and you nine times out of ten there's going to be something on in workington it did get ridiculous for a while where there was something every other weekend yeah, yeah. but like i remember <clears throat> um i was I've, I've run events up there for, for a long time but i remember i brought finchie up for the first time in it was it was years at this point, and uh, like people were treating him like he was a fucking airlister. Like it I've is. talked about it on on the podcast, yeah. we had to get him escorted out of the building because it was just fucking mental. It's, like, it's crazy, isn't it? Like you said, people people love love the rave music and that. Like like uh, good the good thing about me is like I've, I'm always dead proud to say that I, I bring a following when I get booked for say like Sankey and Carlisle or Blackpool because because. For me, that's like, for me. For, yeah, for, I, I think you. I know what you're people say. follow sorry, it. Sorry, to, yeah, sorry yeah, to put yeah. in, but yeah, yeah. If you bring that, then that's an achievement mm. because, as we said earlier, people go for the for the rather the brand or the venue or just because something's on. Yep. If you can actually bring people that come in specifically to watch you, then yep. then that's it. You're winning. Do you know what I mean? I I always thought like when when I was like seventeen, eighteen. I was like, I could, I could have like a convoy of three or four cars come down with me wherever I played, and it was like, and as you get older, that sort of drops off because everyone's got kids, everyone sort of moves on and, and whatnot, and then, but for a while I thought, oh, I'm bringing nothing to the table, but then I was turning up to say Sank in Blackpool, right? I get there, and like my cousin and all his mates are there, they, and it's like, yeah, they'd, they'd all come along because of, because of that, and it's just like. There you it, go. It's, it's, it's a pro. It's a proper sense of achievement because yeah. they've come for you, so you yeah. want. Do you know what I mean? That that's that's how it is. Going back, going back to work and saying that it's a completely different vibe up there. I performed there years ago, back in like early to, to just before like the recession, two thousand and six, mm. two thousand and seven, or something, and it was the same then. It was boom. So when we got booked after the back again to go back up, um, I don't think Easy will mind me saying this, but we was going up and. As far as I'm aware, I don't think Easy had played up there. And I was saying to him, like, look, chill out a bit. Be careful because it's fucking manic mm -hmm. up there. And as big as Easy was at the time, yeah. he was going to be getting... I'm, so I'm telling him, look, a couple of things to watch out for. Do this, do that. And I was, I said to him, don't get too caught up because I know what you're like. Mm -hmm. He'll end up there for the fucking weekend or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's 200 miles away from his house, so it isn't... He doesn't drive. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's not like you can just get on a train and go straight back to Wigan. So I'm like... Listen, Bicker, yeah, 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 no, no, I know, yeah, Jones here, 100%, yeah, I'm on with you, I'm on, I'll get you, I'm on, I'm on board with you. Ten minutes into it, he come over to me, girl in his hair, Jones here, this is such a body, I'm like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew then, and then as I was leaving, yeah. I'm going to stay here. No, you're not, Lomo, you're not, you cannot stay here going on. I'm like, fucking hell. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to ask his opinion on that, if I can put it out or not. But yeah, it was fucking <laughs> comical, because I knew it was going to happen, and it did, because it's just a complete different vibe yeah. up there. Yeah. It, it's, and I, I, it, was, it was only recently... I, it was it was when soup was open so a couple of probably a couple of years ago yeah. um enterprise had put the vi a video out i think it was a flexing video for luca and he had a uh, bright nike 
right. jacket on and we did it and Enterprise was on it with me and we went up and he got out of the car and walked towards the club and lots of people because he had this jacket on they must have went bang that's the guy yeah. and they, they and obviously knew who he was and they just went boom so that same thing you're saying with yeah. Finch and just fucking boom around Enterprise and I was like fucking hell and like the first time I started going back up there and walking and people going oh my god is he Jonesy what can we have the picture I'm like what the fuck it's, yeah, it's just a complete different complete different world absolutely because down here we see the same people over and over again so it's like yeah you'll go oh how are you doing Jonesy yeah, and we'll hug and we'll shake hands or whatever but you don't get that reaction that reaction you used to get 15 years ago 20 years ago when when the scene was private you've got to remember though this is a big part of it social media no no man no. it's not it's not it's not <laughs> it's you're in wigan and like um and 15 years ahead because we're still on fucking dial-up connection mate up well, there we're yeah. like honestly so in the stick there's this, nothing this, goes this on what i said so we went to doncaster I, I two events i did newly coming back to the scene this time one was in workington which is the barts one yeah i think it was a sections for chris and one was in Doncaster, and I'm like, listen, these people are still in fucking cap and button ups, like, and the yep. but, but it's phenomenal because they're still in that atmosphere, they're in that era and that thing before phones, yeah, where you go to the rave, you go to a rave here and it's just lights, you can just yeah. see cameras, and you see all that. You go to a rave up there, and it started creeping in a bit now. But when yeah. when I first started going up to Doncaster, um, Workington. I know it's opposite sides of the country, mm. but going to them places where they are sort of, but like you say, on dial up back in the day, the atmosphere is just so much better. It's yep. crazy. It did get a bit weird for a while. I remember being on for, I played for, um, was it, I can't remember, it was in Super and all that. Played for uh, Dutty Donkers, that's who it was. Um, I think I was there, I think me and, me and, uh, me and Duffy was I on. I can't remember, to be honest with you so. at the time. I mean, uh, was on as, as well. We've we've played. You played a set together in in soup. Yeah, that yeah. was that. Was that not the after party for Sanctuary? The Sanctuary Fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the Dutty Donkers one, and it was at that point I started to notice where the crowds changed a little bit. Like the younger, it was a lot younger. Yeah. And also, I I remember like because for me I'm always I'm the, I'm the DJ that like, I'll I'll never pick what I play. Um, um i'll just do it i'll st I'll have a, a tune in mind i want to start with for the vibe of the night as i say if it's something yeah harder yeah yeah, yeah so so I'll have, I'll have my first tune planned out and then i'll play it see how it's reacting and then so every tune i mix in i'm looking up see it's seeing and i remember i played one the first tune and then uh i'm mixing the second tune and then i was look i went to look up to see how they, how they react to, to the drop and stuff I looked up and I couldn't see the dance floor because it was just everyone with the lights yeah, on the yeah. phones because the MC was on in front of me and I honestly, I can't remember who it was. Uh, it might have even been the Dirty Donkers lads and the, the, I literally like looking for a reaction but I couldn't gauge a reaction because, because of the that many phones yeah, yeah. were looking at the thing and it was it was a bit of a mental experience. But yeah. I, I, I suppose though, it's, it's a catch-22 situation because without the video footage circle, circling online of events mm. and going, fuck, that looks sick, I want to go there. Without that, you wouldn't have it. But mm. then with it, it takes away the sort of the um, the old school feel where, where it was just you. Yeah. The, it was the ravers, the MCs and the DJs as one, as a combination. And obviously as technology moves along, you're going to have 
phones coming in and do it obviously we're way past that point now everyone's got phones but you're seeing a lot more like you said in workington when i first went there was maybe 10 phones in the crowd dotted around lights on yeah. now it's the yeah, area yeah. it, it, it looks like a fucking coldplay concert you've just got <laughs> lights everywhere this is this is how this is how i look at it though i'm i'm bad for the phone crack like see if i'm djing i'll always try and catch a video just so i it's something to remember do you know what i mean like because yeah. or, 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 or whatever. for promo so it's both yeah, 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 yeah. you get, you, you but get both. if you if i go on a night out i tend not to go on nights out like uh if i go for a drink um to bounce nights i'm not sure yeah. why it is i just i just don't but like if i go on a night out you won't see my phone all night like and yeah, you won't you see me it. in the state i mean like i can get like like as I say, when, when my missus was at uni, we'd go out and sometimes I wouldn't even have a phone. So, like, people try and get hold of me on a night out. Um, mm. Like, we'd, where at, where, where at so-and-so, we'll meet you there. And it's like, somebody, I'd have to be with some, I'd purposely have to be with somebody else to, just so I didn't get lost from everyone, all of our mates. Eh? So, it's one of them, isn't it? If, I, if I'm out drinking, I'm there to enjoy myself. So, I don't want to get my phone out and start recording and shit like that. It's not, I'm not into that, that like... That's my mentality. The, the younger generation are stuck in stuck in the mindset where I was in, yeah. is they want to be cool. They want to, so they they'll get a video of an MC or anything, yeah. so that it's 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 sharing the memory, but also it's like, yeah, I was with him last night. I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's the complete, for me personally, the complete wrong mindset to be in. You should you should go to enjoy it and yeah uh, and do that not for the social media side of it but i'm that i might be just getting old now and like i don't agree with it like i know for a fact tonight i'm i'm going to this sanctuary gig and i'll be recording footage for afterwards it's just one of the things you just know you're going to be doing it and it's just like yeah but from a performance point of view i yeah. think it's 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 as we as we spoke about before pr promo obviously for an artist you need promotion whether it be by paying someone to come and mm. do a video for you someone else uh, you recording the footage for yourself or doing mixes videos appearances exactly, yeah. you, you need to you need to keep up with that promo and keep up with that networking yeah. in order to sort of stay relevant and so for us it makes sense but from a raver's point of, i mean who am i to say if, yeah. if, if everyone does what they want to do and they enjoy it then i may be yeah. looking in a bit too a bit too into, into it but i think coming from a generation the same as you where we didn't have phones we didn't have social media and everything was was uh on mixtapes and stuff we is we've seen both and we yeah. know which is better and yeah i think it just it just goes down to personal preference absolutely yeah and there's nothing you can do about it no. we're in 2022 we're not in fucking yeah, 2002 yeah, exactly, so yeah. i mean it's just one of them uh we'll sort of move on a bit now so obviously we've got back to the guild hall thing again so you, as as it comes up to sort of 2018 2019 pre-covid how was it looking for them were you still actively looking for bookings or I, I was i was mad busy right mad busy like every weekend twice twice a weekend sometimes three times a weekend uh, i think the weekend before i think it was a bank holiday if i remember right as we shut down in the march i think it was the april bank holiday mm. that locked down afterwards like, i had four bookings on, on 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 the weekend so i was absolutely mad busy flying between newcastle and there i was doing bits with um blackout doing um shows with them up in i did a few newcastle um What's the festival called down? Oh, I can't know what it's called. The one with the paint and everything. Big. I can't think what it's called. But we did one down in Newport, and I was they they 
you know what I mean? I'm f- I'm fucking blessed that, that, that they said, yeah, come on, come along with us. I got I got to share that experience. Yeah. And I was performing with, with them. Um, so I was mad busy. And then as lockdown hit, my, my mental health just went massively down and i just did the same thing again i just went fuck that and just retreated and just that was me i was just on my own just out of the way and had minimal to to no involvement apart from with i did a sopranos kitchen session um in in i think it was that no it was in over blackburn somewhere uh did a did a sopranos kitchen session with, with, with the lads there but other than that i didn't really involve myself in it throughout right. throughout lockdown just well, so, well back into me always i know we're like sort of a year back out of the the, the thing and maybe a little bit longer but have you got have you found your way again are you are you back into it or what's the what's what's your stance Com- as it stands today yeah so now um after coming back out of lockdown i think it was yeah it was definitely as, as we come back out of lockdown i got into a, a better place mentally especially sort of the back end i come out of a shit relationship um during lockdown and found out loads of shit that fucked me out a bit anyway but then afterwards after we like sort of coming into winter of 2021 mm. yeah 2021 coming into winter of 2021 i just got this massive boost up the ass and i was like in a better place mentally in a better place physically i lost about four stones so i was just in a, in a much better place and i was like i want to tackle the fucking world you know you have them you have them times don't you where you think you can yep. take on the world and the other the, the other times where you think you're not with yeah. fucking anything that's so, the mentality of an artist though that's, yeah, that's yeah, all that, that is that's it and it's a lot of it is to do with the feedback that you if you if you're constantly getting praise and everything then you're obviously gonna be on top of the world and if mm-hmm. you, you hear a bit of negativeness you just but now as i said i don't care i, don't, I honestly don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about me what I do is, is is I'm doing it for me, I'm not doing it for anyone else and it's a much better place for me at least mentally to be because I, I take away I take away a lot of um not liability but I take away I'm not I'm not accountable for anything because mm. I do just what I want to do. Yeah. And my main focus is not to please anyone else or be accepted by anyone else. I'm doing it because it makes me happy and, and that's it. So that's why I come full steaming with LinkedIn. I've got I, I've got a couple of um, so put, running events, my own events that I put on. Mm-hmm. I did the Jones's birthday bash and Jones's Valentine's do before lockdown, but then coming back into it, the events we do in Liverpool are back to the dog roller coaster. Um, them ones I put more into that. I put more into other events that I've that I've got um, an involvement in. Yeah, putting events on even at Workington and stuff like that. I just. I get a lot more from it. It's a lot more f- fulfilling for me if I'm doing things like that. So I've sort of took a step back on the MC in front and um, I enjoy DJing more than I do MCing. Mm-hmm. So now I've, I, I DJ as well because I enjoy it. Yeah. So not, but I've definitely got a massive boot up my ass to just, I'm not quite sure yet on how, when, why and where, but to do better. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I don't know where where the finish line is. I've not necessarily got a goal. I just want to do more and do better as a, as a whole. Maybe yeah. MCing, DJing, promoting everything, move, these podcasts and everything, just mm-hmm. moving forward rather than staying still or moving backwards. Just progressively moving forwards. Yeah, I, I said like somebody asked me what 
it might be on the podcast. Or I don't know if it was on the podcast or not. But someone said like, what what do you what is your goal with all this? And I'm like, I don't. There isn't an end goal. Like, no. um, I'm just as long as I have fun and as long as I get a book and like, I, I, my ideal thing is I don't take more than two bookings a month because obviously I've got a little lad at home and then I like spending time with him and like yeah, a lot of yeah, people of don't re- realize that do they? Like a lot of people don't realize that like. Oh, why are you not on this event? Well, one, I've been asked for one. Yeah. Or, or I might have been asked. And it's not suitable. Yeah, it's not suitable for, for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm going to quiet down massively. I've got a little boy due in November. So I'm going to quiet down massively then, obviously, because yeah. because he's going to come first and my family's going to come first. So I, yeah. I have to quiet down. Yeah. Um, so I put a status on not so long ago saying, look, I'm, I'm sorry if... Because if, I, I were turning a few bookings down and I don't like being the person to, to do yeah. that so i just put a thing on to, to literally just say look i'm going to be only taking big gigs or not necessarily big gigs gigs that i want to do yeah do you know what i mean Selective. that that's it yeah i'm going to be i'm going to be very picky with the gigs that i'm doing and it's nothing personal to the brands that are asking or anything this it's just if it's suited i will do it if it's not i won't and then that goes back to the mentality of i'm doing it for me yeah so th- that that's where that's where i'm at from that but from a um, promoter's side I'm looking at doing more because I get more enjoyment out of it I'm one, DJing one thing I've noticed that I, I was always always up until about four well probably about probably about a year or two before the pandemic so say 2018 right remember between yeah, about 2018 I had um, I was always like trying to be a people pleaser um, and like I'll produce this style of music or I'll, I'll, I'll mix this style of music and since 2018, I know there was a, the void of of COVID. lockdown and that, yeah. but like um, 2018, it started picking up. 2019, it got like really good. 2020 was set to be a big year for me. Um, I had all these like things penciled in of what was going to happen throughout the year, and obviously it, it went to shit. But then it took me a while to get find my feet again after when we come back. But then now, because I play for myself, I play music that that it's for the crowd. But I'm not. I'm not. As you said before, I'm not playing to to please the the, the DJ, people, the other yeah, DJs. Other DJs yeah. So, and I've noticed that I get more praise doing it my way, and and then and like you feel better because yeah. you've been true to yourself. Yeah. That's what I find. Exactly. I, I find so before before lockdown, um, people people if we was doing a gig because I was the sober one. Yeah. Say we was going to Workington, say, which is already a fucking killer of a drive. Two hours, two hours and 30, depending on where you're going. I think the one with Wayne, I drove to fucking Wrexham or wherever Wayne lived yeah. at the time, picked him up, which is opposite direction an hour and a half. To then go back, I picked Wayne up, easy up, and then went up there. I left at like six o'clock in the, in, in the um, evening and got back at eight o'clock in the morning. And I was doing all this because I wanted to be pe- I wanted to be people's friends, and I went, "Oh, please, fucking accept me!" And, mm. and it's just such a stupid mentality looking back at it. But now, like I get I get artists that still sort of depend on me. Um, they're like, "Oh, you're going there? Will you give us a lift?" Because normally I would, and I'm just saying no. Mm. You know I mean? I'm saying, "Oh, if you can get to Wigan, you can get on a train to Wigan. I'll pick you up from Wigan train station. I'll take you." But I'm just sick. I was sick to death of like going out my way picking people up, adding hours yeah. onto my journey and doing all this because I just wanted to be accepted and that were, it, it got to an extreme level where mm. people started losing respect for me because that's how I was. 
So now I've gained that respect back off them people yeah. because I'm true to myself and I've also gained my own respect and I'm happy in myself because I'm true to myself rather than trying it, to win. It's one of them, isn't it? Like, like I found that for a long time there was people. Um, I so I was I've run events up my way and I was putting people on um, who I thought I'll give them a chance um, and see. Like cause I, I like what they do; they've got their own thing. And then the next minute, they're surpassing me and they're getting these bookings. I'm thinking, what's going on? Or oh, producers on a label, like I'd get them on and I'm like, what, what is going on? And it's because I found that I'm I'm not one of these people who like befriend people for benefits. For benefits, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like anyone who I talk to, I talk to because I like them. Like, yeah, yeah, because like, you're a genuine person yeah, rather than, yeah, yeah. yeah. People have all, t- all but the, the, the thing, so I'm, I'm the same as you and... I I pride myself on having good intentions and wanting other people to do well and help other people and stuff like that. So for me to take a step back and actually say, no, I'm doing yeah. this for myself, it was hard, because I, uh, but I still maintain that I'm a good person and everything as well. But I, like, I was helping so many other people out and putting myself at a disadvantage. Yeah. And I was like, well, and like you say... When you when you do that with people and they don't have that mentality the same mentality as you they just use you as a stepping stone and they just boom and then yeah. they go up and then you then you feel like done by yeah. but it was you that allowed that to happen because you you was the platform for that to do and and for me I I'd much much rather somebody else achieve than me achieve because achievement is 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 a very specific to the, that person yeah. for me for me to be winning in life. Music doesn't even need to be involved. Yeah. If I've got my family and I've got my my own happiness yeah. and work's going well, this is going well. That's what I pride my my myself off. So it's success is what you make of it, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Where other people, the sole the sole success is what they're doing within the bounce scene or what they're doing within their specific area. Where, I, where I'm not like that, so I'd much rather see somebody who wants to um, succeed in that area succeed in that area than myself yeah it doesn't mean a great deal to me it does to them so i'd rather them yeah i can I, I can get that absolutely as i say though i didn't mean that to say but when i because obviously someone might listen to this and think something else but i didn't mean that i was getting people and then i was making them i wasn't by any stretch but i was giving them a platform to to for other people to notice because yeah, yeah. it's one of them things isn't it like an example is i'm not going to name names because it's not I'm a better person than that, but yeah. like I've had I've had um, people message me on the on the that's been on the podcast before saying, "Listen, I really appreciate you having me on." Blah blah blah. This has helped me out, and it's it's put people onto me like like promoters getting onto them saying, "Yeah, it's just- I've heard you on on Brad's podcast." Um, and do you know something that was a big sense of achievement for me. It's like I've helped him yeah, in yeah. some sort of way, oh, and it's, of it's it's one of them things. Uh, we'll move on to the second part now, if that's all right, yeah, mate. Of course, um, this is questions that people have wrote in. If you've got any questions that you you want to um, ask the podcast, send it on. Uh, Instagram seems to be the busiest one at the minute, um, so send it on Instagram or Facebook. At it's time to refresh, um, and basically ask anything you want because, as I said, we get some some strange questions in. Uh, a lot of it is music related. A lot of it isn't. A lot of it's food related. I wonder why, but. Just one of them things, ain't it? So, uh, first question: uh, If you haven't seen the podcast before, mate, basically just we'll just ask questions and both give our own separate yeah, answers on it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, watched no the one with Joe and Ben yeah. Rushing. Yeah, uh, 
Hi there, Brad. Uh, one for you and the guest. Uh, what gets you creative outside um, of Bounce to help you get creative inside Bounce? And that's from Alan. Um, creative. I, I'm I'm not sure what he means, but what I what I'm thinking of is if I was to for you, Seth, being a MC, what what gets your gets you creative? Um, say writing lyrics and stuff like that. Like where where do you pull inspiration from? I th uh, yeah, I think what what he meant by that is like from externally what do you get where do you get your your motivation and, and yeah. thinking from and for me it's seeing people just smash the life out of it regardless of whether it's in the scene or not just seeing people who are just super active all the time doing it and i think does that get you that creative? makes that makes me want to do it yeah so if i listened like i go back to easy again because it because obviously it's a mate but when i see the he just he just pop, 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 pop. Yeah. just constantly writing doing that it makes me feel fucking lazy and I'm like fuck ah, so it gives you a kick up the ass gives you a kick yeah. up the ass to do it but then also if I see I see people like um, doing stuff outside of the scene so they're smashing the gym they're smashing the job they're doing pers they're, their own personal growth mm. and they're doing it and it just gives me that sort of to achieve more do you know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I watch a lot of podcasts and stuff, um, not bounce related, you know, yeah. Joe Rogan podcasts, um, even like TED Talks, stuff like that. And and, and I get my uh, my inspiration, the fire sort of to, to, to go from, from all, I take it from different things. I take it from in the scene, from outside the scene, Yeah. just from watching, watching others do well makes, I think it's natural, isn't it? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Watching other people do well makes sure you want to do well. It's like it's like DJing or it's like it's like anything. If I've always said that like there's DJs out there, there's different styles of DJs. When when I play, I like to show that I'm having a good time because it's infectious. So when you see success, success is infectious. So if you surround yourself by people who are driven and want to do it, it makes you driven as a person. Of course, yeah. Um just just one of the things. So I just on on, on the basis of that. Duffy, MDMC, yeah. like massive respect to him because I said he said uh, he, I've had a lot of wise words from him. He's he's said about the when you're thirty, you'll sort of see um, you'll 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 realize what's important to yourself. And I did, and he's helped me in a lot of other aspects because he's he's a very switched on guy, and mm. he's 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 been there, done that, got the t-shirt. So. I listen. I take it. Sometimes he do, he doesn't think that I listen, but I do listen <laughs> a, a lot of him, and I take a lot from him. So yeah. he, he he's a uh, one of these people, and I've got like friends. Connor, one of my mates, he's really really um, level headed. Mm. So it just helps you be more on that level than level headed, and, and see see through the fog and the bullshit, and just move yeah. forward. Absolutely, um, creativity for me. Um, I like seeing people experiment um so like when you even say, say when it comes to production for me when i'm writing tunes i don't ever go to i used to as i say pre sort of 2018 ish um i'd be always listening to oh what's what's i don't what's know Wayne doing? yeah what's well, yeah well, yeah what's fitzy yeah. rossi b doing like because yeah. I, I was heavily influenced by them yeah. what's kenny doing and stuff like that so i'll just copy that and then you realise it's, it's not good for you. Like, this it didn't it. work. So prior to lockdown, um, I didn't mean to, but listening to the artists that I listen to, MCs, yeah. I don't really listen to MCs anymore. I watch videos and I give them a share and do that, but I don't really listen 
to MCs, but beforehand I did. And going right back to the start, I used to listen to Arky yeah. all the time. And then when I listen to recordings of myself now from fucking fifteen years ago, I'm like, fuck me, I'm just I just I'm just trying to be Arky. Yeah. And not even realise I was doing it. Yeah. I'm like, fucking hell. And then more recently I listened to um we did an antidote volume ten video mix and I I was like I was like I said something and I was like fucking hell. I sound like, like it sounds like I'm trying to be Viper. Right. And it's not, it's just that I've listened to It Viper. just influences yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. so a lot of the time if you like you say if you're a producer, if I'm an MC, it's probably not wise to listen to yeah. other MCs or other producers because without realising it, these people inspire you and it shows in your work without not not intentionally, it just comes yeah. it comes out in that it's way. It's like um like I I I've talked about this on another podcast with somebody else, but I think about um I overthink things. Like I if you listen to my productions, um I would say I'm like I said, I'm not the best in the world, but the intricacy of my productions, like because I started listening to like quite like avant-garde stuff where it was like the using noises from certain things. So if you listen to like um one of my tracks, there'll be stuff that you'll if you if you now I've told you that you listen to it. Um, yeah, there's there's bits in it you're like oh right he's done that sort of thing and I listened to that that's because of outside inspirations like so I was listening to a lot of say um, I like there's bits like garage that I like I like uh, I, I like this like a lot of people don't like it but I like tech house music like I think it's it's if it if it's got the right groove because there's a lot of people who's a wannabe like tech house producer and that's yeah. where it, it sounds watered down and shit but like the proper stuff the is proper, quality yeah, yeah of course it's, um, it's really well produced i like i like hardcore like drum and bass i like i was heavy like if you listen to my stuff from sort of 2018 2020 it was heavily influenced by jungle i had loads like jungle bleeps and and shit like that in my music and it's just yeah i know i always look outside for my inspiration because then i can't be called a, a copy yeah yeah, yeah. exactly but, but in in some respects it's it sort of still is but it's widening the the horizon rather than taking it from your doorstep yeah you're taking inspiration from elsewhere and no matter where you get it from you, you're gonna you're gonna not copy but you're gonna be inspired from from everything Absolutely. and everywhere and going back to what we were saying about moving the scene forward in that respect this is something that we need to do why are we not using riffs out of drum and bass and stuff yeah, like that yeah. in bounce music why are we not using the mcs from drum and bass in bounce music and exploring more more channels i've had this, this argument with people before but that's the thing though like so if i've i've tried to go to to experimental before and it doesn't work so for instance i was listening to a lot of breakbeat hardcore at the time and I put out a track, and on the drop, it doesn't kick in with the usual like donk drop. It comes in with like a break beat, yeah. but with the donk and that in it and everything, and it just went down like a lead balloon. Yeah, Obviously, but, you can try stuff, but yeah. you do that. You do so. What you find with people who have been su super successful, they've they failed two hundred times, hmm. and then it then the fucking light bulb yeah. goes and it hits. So I think that as as a community as as a scene not even just in bounce music but in in the wider scene more experimental stuff like that and we'll 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 go on it's like when melbourne sort yeah. of first come in like if someone had tried to do that when italian was popping yeah no everyone had gone what the fuck's this there's a time and a place where for everything, everything is yeah, it comes yeah, along yeah. so when certain people peak at certain times at certain as well times, because that's what they're known for in that at, song at the moment creamfields was on a couple of months ago bounce galore 
Yeah. It was literally fucking donk drops left, right, and center. Actual, I think one of Wayne's tunes was yeah, there was, was, was loads played, played, uh, played playing on. So this has got to tell us that we're, we're doing something right. Yeah, there is a big audience there there's, available. There's a as big well. audience there, but it, what what it is a lot of the time as well is that is what how it's branded. Mm-hmm. It's seemed as chavy. It's deemed as 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 this. But you take you take that music out of that chavy environment, put it into somewhere which is socially pleasing, yeah. like Creamfields, and all of a sudden it bangs. Well, no, it bangs there as well. Yeah. But your perception is that that's chavy, yeah. chavy and that's exactly. not. But it's exactly the same thing. So yeah, change the mindset, change the <laughs> game. That's what yeah. I said. Uh, next question is, if you could bring back one person in the bounce scene from back in the day, who would it be and why? And that's from Lewis. Right, uh, I'm reading this as in... It's somebody who's um, obviously no longer doing bounce stuff because obviously that's just a ridiculous question then. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, um, bringing someone back, the obvious is for me, like obviously you make the scala. Are like, we doing do a DJ and MC? You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, uh, there's an obvious one, but then I'd go like an outsider. I'd like to see like Quadrasonic come back, Paul Roberts mm. and do something yeah, like yeah. that. Um, that's just my personal preference and the likelihood of them coming back over Mike the Scale is a hell of a lot more <laughs> I don't know though I just, you don't well, know like, well, yeah, but, well yeah just, obviously yeah. When, when you've um, Mike the Scale being in the place he is oh yeah yeah um, but then again bounces play the Creamfield well, well, there you go, this is it and I'm, yeah. I'm contradicting myself because I said anything's achievable so yeah it yeah. could be um, let me think MC um, you can do yours mate I'll have a think of an MC so for me uh, DJ's It'd be Desire. Right, I'd Desire. Good, sort of coming DJ. back. Yeah, properly. Yeah, properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and MC, the, he's not as well known as a lot of other people, but um, MCP. So he was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dorsodon. Dorsodon, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he, he was around that time. He was just fucking phenomenal. Him yeah. or Prendo. There's, there was two. I don't know he, he was He was a Scouse MC. There were two fucking unbelievable MCs that... Coming back would be unreal, and then yeah, I said, I said desire for um, a DJ because he just doesn't. doesn't uh, do it. Yeah, Pete is good. That's a good shout. That uh, yeah, that's actually a really good shout. Uh, when I first heard him, I was like, wow, he's good, and then just he sort of like disappeared yeah, on again. Really, yeah. yeah, but this is it. He's one of them people that you you said earlier on, like when I heard Easy, did I know that he's just gonna be? Yeah. When I the first time I heard P, I was just like. What? just super <laughs> high I was like what the fuck and then yeah. he just I've tried I've tried to get him to come back and I know I know Easy has a few times and stuff but he's just not interested yeah. and Stricko's another one Stricko Str- Str- yeah. did a DJ I know it's heavily dose of donk oriented the desire wasn't so yeah Stricko yeah. was a phenomenal DJ uh, as well. MC I can't think of an MC it's hard really it. because you've got they're all pretty active really yeah yeah there's, there's a lot there's, there's I'd say race maybe because he doesn't really Right. Do 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 as much as as from what he did back in the day. Um, Palmer, MC Palmer, off kids on dids. You might not. Uh, no. So so it was. It, this again was sort of the Blackpool. Um, you've heard of Bug? You know Bugsy. Yeah, Bugsy. So it used to be Bugsy and Palmer. That was the original kids on dids. Right. There was Bugsy Palmer. And there was Harry H. And can't remember the other DJ's name, but they were fucking phenomenal. So yeah, for MCs it'd be P and Palmer. Uh, DJs would be um, Desire. Yep. 
I can't think of another DJ yet. Well, there's there's a lot, but Desire's the one that comes to my mind straight away. Right, it makes sense, makes sense. Um, I, I can't think of an MC, but as I say, I'd bring back Quadrasonic. Uh, there's your answer to that, CDB Lewis. as well. CDB, I always enjoyed his sets, even though it was not something I'd usually go for. If I was in the mood for something like a bit tougher and harder, I would stick with CDB. So yeah. He was like my go-to... Go-to yeah, hard. Yeah, 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 at the style, time. Yeah. yeah, I remember hearing him, I'm sure... He was one of, I went to Fusion under 18s and he was on doing a blackout set and he came on playing the style he does and I was just like, wow, this is this is different, this. Because yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people aren't brave enough to play tunes like that, like, do you know what I mean? Um, and the last question for today is, hi mate, wondering how do you deal with someone heckling or being violent whilst DJing? Uh, have you got any stories on this? And that's from Carl W. Um, I... I you don't get really heckled yeah, as as a bounce. I used to do commercial stuff and you'd get like the local fucking mongs come to you like yeah, yeah. do this, do this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the only one that sticks out in my mind was uh, a lad who was going to kill me, right? Like for le legit kill me as well. Uh, uh, he was standing outside, outside the club with a fucking smashed up bottle waiting for us and I was just like, why? Like this was in yeah, Whitehaven yeah. this as well. So this I know who he is he just got out of a prison and it was his first night out and you could tell it was his first night out in ages because he just came, he went out in like trackies and that. I know there's people who are listening to this who know the story as well, so it's quite, it's quite fucking funny. So I was, I was playing my set away. It was one of my nights. It was, it was busy, but he kept like lingering around the DJ box and he was there. And he was, he'd had whatever he'd had, but he was sweating his fucking box off, right? And he was going, give me that mic now, you fucking dick. And I'm like, no. And he's gone give me the mic now or I'll fucking dig it. Nah, I'm not, I'm not getting it. And then, um, it was just going on and on and on. And then he picked, he picked the fucking glass up and, oh, oh, uh, it wasn't a glass, it was a bottle, it was a Desperado's bottle and threw it at me and I, I like, it was not, it was that wrecked, it didn't get anywhere near me. So then, uh, the bouncers and that scene and all coming over, like, how do I deal with heckles is just don't fucking acknowledge you because for me, it's like, I've been, there's been times where, like, if you acknowledge it, you just fucking add in fuel to the fire. They want the reaction out of you, and it's just like, nah. Like if I, I get, like, the heckles of, like... Like, I remember playing a bounce set, and it was... Um, and so on, she's got to come over and she's like, can you play some Queen Bee or Nicki Minaj? I'm like, you're Obviously really not, not at the yeah, right... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've paid £10 or £15 to get into this night, knowing that you're not going to be here and that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's the thing. But anyways, as, as, it, as, as the night went on and that... He wouldn't fuck off. The, he kept running away onto the harbour from to the where when the police were coming around because they were looking for him because he'd been he'd punched someone like in the smoking area as well. Like it was, yeah, it was just yeah. been a he, dick. He, he was genuinely going to cause a problem. So. Yeah. So he he'd smashed a bottle outside and he, he's standing there waiting for me because I wouldn't give him a go on the mic. And I thought, oh, what's the worst could happen here? Like because like because. Do you know what I mean? I was I, I was in I was in my comfort zone in whatever. And if I was in Wigan and this yeah, someone doing some Wigan, different, I would be yeah. like. Am I fuck going outside? But I just yeah. thought I'm done now. I've got me got me gear and that. Walking to the car and that, and then I just seen him getting absolutely levered outside. He he tried punching someone and they'd fucking done him. So fuck you, mate. <laughs> nah. at, the, at the end of the day, though, as yeah. well, like we're do, we're doing this. It's 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 hard to say sometimes it's a job, but it is. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we, no, we you're not, doing a job. It's not yeah, a job to you, but yeah, you're yeah, doing a job. We're doing a job. We're yeah, there yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to provide a service that we've been booked for. If you've got. It's a f massive pet hate of mine. If you're on stage and people are fucking hounding you and blagging you and going on, like, the promoter should 
that there should mm. be security in place. There should be something to stop you doing it. Yeah. Um, not necessarily people coming over pictures X Y Z. Obviously, that's that's um, different. Yeah. Part of the, you know what I mean. That's how it is. But when you've got people who are mic blagging or coming up on for me, if, if you're on stage, it should be either artist that's on next with yourself. Mm-hmm. Same with the DJ and maybe the promoters, sound technicians. Everyone else shouldn't be there. That's what it should be. And yeah. when I like it when 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 you have setups where you've got security at the side of the stage. Yeah. Anyone tries to get up, boom, rip them yep. down. That's how it should be. That's how it because should be. because it, it can ruin the full vibe, it can ruin the full night. There was an incident I I, I think it was over in um Burnley sort of way, and this guy was proper going on and like you just want to fucking just you know what? <laughs> but it's obviously yeah. not not gonna go down well. Um but if security with it, it wouldn't happen. And that's where it needs to be intervened. Yeah. Funny enough, going full circle back to Stu Allen, the last set I did with Stu Allen was about two months ago. And there was a girl stood at the side of me with a fucking horn on stage, going, bruh, bruh, bruh. and it was like, oh my fucking God. And my missus, and my missus' dad was stood on stage with me. And I was like, I was just boiling, and <laughs> Stu was getting really, and he said to me, and he's like, yeah, mate, fucking get this. This, this woman chill out a bit yeah. and Alison Stu's partner was there and she's getting and we're all just aggravated because someone's just going meh 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 and I'm like who's so I end up texting yeah. the the guy who I run um, run events with who, whose night it was it, I weren't it weren't my night that night yeah. but I just messaged him and said yeah come and get this fucking woman off stage <laughs> and anyway the day after she fucking jumps in my inbox starts going you fucking this, this. Yeah. I'm like what I've, it's called fucking respect I'm like, just, just, exactly, come, yeah. come, like, if you want to do the horn, if you've come as a raver, be in the crowd, fire your horn off all you want, but the mic's here, I'm here, and you're fucking firing a horn. Oh, it's projecting through the system. The, reco- the recordings, so the, the other day when, when I heard the news about Stu, shortly after, I put the, the recording on from that night, because yeah. I want I wanted, you know what I mean, yeah, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, so I put it on, I wanted to listen to it. And all I could hear was, meh, 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 this on. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, fuck it. Now, so that, yeah, that's one story for myself. <laughs> and the other one's just Mike Blaggers in general. Every MC yeah. hates them. Every club has them. They're just a fucking nightmare. If you're not booked on the night, like, d- there's there's a way to Mike Blag, respectfully. There is. Yeah. Because I, cause I've had it. Yeah. Some, if, some, if I know someone, say, say there's, there's, there's an MC that's like, good but he's not getting the bookings that, that he should be doing or whatever but i'm aware of that person if he's sort of like around at yeah. the time and doing it uh, he's, he's, he's on this he's on the side of stage doing this doing this a lot of times some promoters don't like it a lot of times i've got to fucking come here mate. but yeah. i giving him i know he wants to go he's there yeah. doing it. and i've been the other side of it i've been on the dance floor sort of looking at fucking cover or yeah. easy or whatever when i back they're going yeah. and and so there's a there's a a respectful way of doing it and there's an horrible way of give me that fucking mic again aggressive yeah. when you get told no off the fucking the, the, their eyes are rolled back into the red and they're going oh, I can them yeah. see spitting all over you you've got to be in a fit state you've yeah, got to yeah, be in a yeah, fit yeah. state to do it understandable even, even top tier MCs that I've been I've been on events and there's been a top tier MC trying to get a go on the mic and this guy's in a bad way yeah you feel bad because he's my mate, he's, he's fucking probably a better MC than me, but yeah. I don't want to give it him because he's fucking Absolutely. Uh, b- before we close up today, I'll get on to a good story actually about fucking uh, one that sticks out in my head that, and he was on form that night, eh? I'm not even joking, like you were saying about p- 
people who, who have had a drink in there. I remember um, I was on with Cova uh, in, it was Sanctuary in the main downstairs. I don't know why the room had changed. It was in like the Viking bar. It was probably thing. as it was closing the club down. Because as know. it was closing down, they kept moving the rooms until eventually. Oh, no, but just... I, 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 coincidentally, I did the last set in Domain for yeah, the Sanctuary yeah. before they left. Oh, so, so it, it was, that, yeah, yeah, it wasn't that. This was before this. I, it was like Sankfest, but it was all different rooms. Anyways, wherever it had happened, Kova was on and he came on. He'd, he would add, he'd had like a proper good day. I think he was playing football for a team and they'd like done dead well. So he'd had maybe a drink when in that. Won, when they won, I can't won the league, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he came on, he had a bottle of champagne, he just he shook it up and fired it into the crowd. And he'd honestly, but when, and if you listen back to it, I think it's a recording somewhere. But if you listen to the recordings, or if you listen to like him on the night, you could he because he, he had a drink and that, and he was feeling it. He was proper that he had a really good stage presence that night. He, I mean, he always does anyways. Yeah, he's yeah, cooler, yeah. But the, the the thing with Jordan is yeah. you, you know what you're gonna get with him. Yeah. He's absolutely fucking riddled with everything. You know, he's just yeah. super super. Whoa, all yeah. the time. So when when you. There's videos of him booting fucking bottles into the crowd, skimming yeah. pints into the crowd. He, he don't need any help. So if he has got the influence <laughs> of, of drug, drug or drinking, yeah. it's, it's going to be but exciting. It, it was it was on fire that night, like, and he was just sort of, because he's had a, had a drink and that, it, it was a thing. And you knew, I knew as soon as I walked into the room, uh, like, it, it was, I think it was the beer colour, what, what it was called, the beer colour. And I, I walked in and and I heard the the Ric Flair woo and yeah. the and the uh, and that he does the fucking cat noises and, yeah. and, and stuff like that and if he I just I just thought yeah he's 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 on it tonight yeah. like he's but the thing was it adds obviously you can go too far where you're too wrecked to do anything but he was at that point where he was just like proper on form about it do you know mm-hmm. what I mean the 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 thing with Jordan if he, if he if he's smashed and doing a set the set still. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's, it, it, like, whereas me, for instance, if I was in the, in the state that he was in, not a pro, not yeah. a pro. I wouldn't even attempt to get <laughs> on the stage. I remember once in, in cricketer years and years ago, I was in, the, we, so the garage at the side of the house there, mm. we used to have all my decks in and stuff and we all used to come here before we'd go out on nights and that. And i come back and there was the fucking, I had loads of vodka and other shit. And then I ended up in crick completely unaware of what i'd done on the journey to crick so cricketer from here was the bottom of the street over the field and then you're at crick mm. it was it's literally walking distance um but there's a field with a stream and i'd fell down the fucking side of the stream into the water and then i can't even remember i was on fucking absinthe i was on everything smashed and i come round come to and i'm like i'm, I'm on stage in crick <laughs> with a mic one side of my body is completely covered in mud where i've slid down this embankment and i'm like what the fuck and i like literally as i've come around i've given the mic away and i've had a fucking stern word with myself so classy but, yeah it's funny there's, there's, there's a lot of stories like that <laughs> well uh we'll tie up today um with the last question i asked everybody uh you get in the electric chair because I don't know, you've went on a wild one, fell down a stream and, and now you're facing the consequences. You've woke up and you're in the electric chair. You've got one meal uh, you can have before you go. Uh, what are you having? You can have starter, main, dessert, just main. You can have whatever you want. What are you having? Starter, halloumi. Like I'd, right. have, I'd have like a nice halloumi and chilli dip mm. with um, with that. The main would be a big fuck-off steak, cooked medium rare, mm. just absolutely... And dessert, cheesecake. 
cheesecake. Nice, nice. I don't know why everyone says steak. I like steak and that, but like if I was having one more meal, I wouldn't go for steak. I like that you have it medium rare though. Like, like my yeah, missus is vegetarian, so I don't eat steak quite as much as I used to. Uh, if you asked me that question two years ago, yeah, I'd have probably be. been like, yeah, something else, a bit yeah. this, this, this. But now, steak is like a treat for me because mm. obviously, not I can eat steak whenever I want, but out of like when we're cooking, it makes sense for, for us to just have. Yeah, the same thing rather than me having a steak and her having this and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that so the only time I go to Vizenda quite a bit which I don't imagine you've been but yeah. it's like a unlimited steak place so nice. when I go there I, I will be going there now I, I, over, I overdelge in it and just <laughs> absolutely wallow myself in steak meat sweats and that yeah. so where, where are you next performing at? What's tonight next one? Sanctuary oh, yeah, uh, Carlisle um, The Black Box uh I've not been there. It looks good. Dead low ceiling. Really, really good. But, uh, yeah. Look, look, look. When it when honestly like because it's 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 so intimate and it's just yeah, classic. That, I that's like what it. I like. I love that. I love the. the and dance. like if there's a big like a big drop that everyone's into or a big vocal, you can when the hands in the air they can the touch like, the ceiling, banging yeah, the ceiling yeah, yeah, when it kicks yeah, yeah. in. So you know you've put. So it's, 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 I'm into it's, that. Somewhere, somewhere that. Um, that. Yeah. So that's tonight. Uh, obviously, I don't even know why I'm going to advertise it because it's not until next Friday. But. Uh, Ultra Beats on, Kova, um, Farrell, John G. There's a fucking uh, class, Yeah, class, class. Yeah. Uh, there's something coming very, very good. Uh, I'm not going to say what it is, but it's, it's very, very good. Um, that's that's proper, like, teasing that, isn't it? That's yeah, awesome. yeah. But, there's something coming, but yeah. I can't say what it is. Yeah. I've uh, got the same, to be honest with yeah. you. And I'm going to yeah. go back on my advice. Duffy always, always mm. says, don't speak about what you're going to do. Yeah. But... We've got some plans, um, which is plug plug anything you want now, changing. mate. As we close it, I've I've not got I've not got much to plug to be honest with you because a lot of the, what is what behind closed doors. But you'll yeah. be seeing a lot more events from me in respect to promotion wise. Um, next place I'm on is what are we on? I'm on at Zombination BTID in a couple of weeks, which is fucking obviously Class. one of the best. Mm -hmm. It probably is the best bouncer ever the year, um, and I'm doing. I'm doing, actually doing a Makina mix with Duffy and Ben Rushing. I know this. Um, oh, do you already know? I know yeah, this. yeah. Behind so, closed doors, I know everything, pal. So I'm doing that, which I'm interested in, because, again, yeah. it's, it's exploring, it's different. Uh, and I've got another mix where I'm doing it with MCs that when I was growing up, I listened to them. So yeah. I've approached them and I've said, I want you on board. And we've said, yeah, we've got the mix. Um, Joe Taylor's doing the mix. So I've got, I, I've already got, well doing it, done it. He's like, he's getting on to me saying, Jonesy, when's this? Yeah. When's it? When's it? So I, what's the, what's that? Are you, is it going to be classics? Like no, no, it's not. It's, so it's um, all fresh stuff. It's fre fresh music, but the artists are from, yeah, yeah. From sort of the, the, up, yeah, the ones yeah. that the kids on did, so what I used to listen yeah. to in X, Y, Z. So yeah, that'll be really good. But this is what I want to do. I want to be more involved in projects going yeah. forward. I want to be more in, involved in projects that are out my comfort zone, yeah. i.e. Makina doing stuff like that and I want to be more involved with the scene and I want to chat with you after this about something and an idea that I've got as well but yeah um, no worries that's it that's right thanks for tuning in remember share with your mates it, it really helps the podcast grow um, it's grown so much in such a short time I, it's it's we've been going now six months um, 24 25 episodes in and to be honest with you, like I wasn't expecting to get such a big audience so early on. So it's thanks to people sharing it, the general public sharing it, 
that it's reaching new ears. So I'd appreciate if you shared it. Um, it and, doesn't cost nothing. Yeah, this doesn't. is this is the thing for me. You can share it, you can praise it, you can do it. It doesn't cost fuck all. Yeah. So do it. So thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, thank, uh, you. thank you for listening. See you next week. See you later.